Ugh. Why does it do this? I've just edited the note and then get a notification on my phone telling me there's been edits. Really? To yourself? It's Yeah, it's me editing the note. I get this every single time. Oh, I don't think I get that. You going into any uh, big holiday parties or anything this year? Oh, I've done all my holiday parties now. Uh, we had a meal with work. Uh, then I had this meetups Christmas party, uh-huh. and then last week we went to the beer festival. Oh, nice! Uh, which is where I bought all the cheese. Oh, all right, <laughs> the Captain Crunch cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, they, yeah, it was it was the beer festival, but they had like a local cheese maker. Oh. Is that what they call a dairy farm? I don't know. Somebody who sells cheese, a cheesemonger, a um, cheesemonger, <laughs> cheesemonger. That sounds very. It. That sounds very um, British. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'd got some cash out because it was cash only at the the beer festival. I ended up spending all of it on cheese. Uh, cheesemonger is a word. I knew it was. I knew it. I, I, I didn't know it was natural. <laughs> you thought I was making that shit up. No, I'm right on top of it. <laughs> I have quite a vocab. I think, you know, I wonder if you searched Cheesemonger in the App Store, whether you'd find anything good. I bet there's a game. <laughs> I bet there's a game called this. Cheesemonger. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking now. <laughs> oh, there's a... There's a, there are cheese stickers. <laughs> That's close of enough. There are. For a dollar, you can have cheese stickers. The, the title of the sticker pack is Cheese Stickers Dash Yum. Brilliant. That's. <laughs> I'm sure. So one of their keywords must be cheesemonger. Uh, I uh, I look forward to seeing cheese stickers oh, yeah. in the uh, Mac Stories Weekly. Yeah, we could. We we might end up there. All right. So the, their their screenshots are are great. They're those kind where you have you know a, a hand holding a phone. And the first one is uh, share with friends, show <laughs> show who is the true monger. <laughs> so many choices to choose from, and there's just loads and loads of images, cartoony Im- images of cheese. Shall we? Uh, shall we get into our? I, I guess it's the annual tradition now of uh, doing our favorite things of of the the previous 12 months yeah let's do it because you know i've got i've got opinions oh i don't i mean that's that's what we're here for isn't it <laughs> well, we are we're we're, <laughs> we're here to tell people what to do and what to buy exactly uh so i guess you can just go and then and then i'll go and we'll just go back and forth until we've kind of run out of things yeah what what categories should we start with uh let's go for movies that's how i've got it written down in my list all right this is a tough one. Uh, I would say the... Well, first of all, I will start with not my favorite movie, but the most terrifying movie I've seen in a long time, which was It. Um, I It was a good movie. It was well done. But it freaked me out, and I saw it late at night and had a very hard time falling asleep afterwards. And I took my youngest son with me, who was the one who convinced me to go. And afterwards, he said, maybe we shouldn't have seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad choice. Uh, now, it was a good movie, but it's not my favorite. I think my favorite is Spider-Man, the latest Spider-Man movie. 
Okay. I really like so. Spider-Man a lot. And I was going to maybe say The Last Jedi because I just saw it last night. But that's not don't talk about um, it because I don't, I don't want people screaming. Yeah, at us about no, I'm not going to talk kind of about spoilers. it. And I'm not. Well, I've obviously let let on that I liked it, but I'm just going to go with Spider-Man for now because I feel like The Last Jedi hasn't had enough time to sink in for me to really evaluate how I feel about it in the in the grand scheme of things. So I'm going to go with Spider-Man. I thought I, I really liked that movie. It was it's always a lot of fun. And I think uh, they've done a good job of rebooting that franchise yet again. Yeah, I mean, I think they did a good job avoiding a lot of the uh, the spider bite and, oh, how do I use my powers? And they kind of skipped a lot of that, which obviously we've had twice in the last, like, ten or so years with the, the two different reboots. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like this as well. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it is definitely up there. Yeah, and I think they've done a good job of, you know, one of the more recent ones, like, I'm... I'm not going to even try to remember exactly which one it was, but there, it's the CGI was better, right? It was less cartoony when you were doing all the jumping from building to building. It seemed, it felt more real. Yeah, it 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 was definitely a lot better than I mean the you know the uh, the Tobey Maguire ones were obviously fairly bad because they were quite a long time ago. But yeah, I kind of get your point. Like the the newer one just felt. A bit more real, I, I guess that's kind of the point though, because he's now he's part of the MCU. Like that's, it's kind of supposed to be vaguely grounded in reality anyway. So they kind of have to make it a little bit more realistic. Yeah. The, the one thing here, here's a question for you: Is what do you think about where Marvel's going with the way they treat the characters? Because I feel like in the last several movies, Marvel is going very deep, tongue in cheek, and like self-deprecating and self-referential and it's almost like making fun of itself a little too much sometimes i think yeah i'm not i'm not sure whether that's just a, a reflection of the ones that have come out this like this yeah. year because obviously we've had what have we had this year guardians galaxy 2 uh thor uh, and then spider-man um and they, they were all kind of they're not necess- they're not really key to the the kind of overarching story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, I think it was Thor that really got set me on this line, this train of thought, because I, I get Guardians of, Galax- of the Galaxy, which was kind of meant to be that way, or at least it was from the very first one that they did. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure where they're going with it. I mean, you know, we're, obviously we, we're getting Avengers Infinity War next year. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Don't you um, think that looks all right? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, you know, I, I really like all all of the kind of superhero movies, even the slightly bad ones. Yeah. Um, you know, I I kind of enjoy watching all of them. It is kind of weird that we we're, we're going to get this movie, and you know, you've got all of the characters from every single Marvel movie that's that's been made up until now, right? And I I, I worry that there's just going to be way too much going It'll on. It'll be like the end. Um, I kind of felt this way in uh, with uh, Age of Ultron as well that there was just so much going on that it was kind of hard to keep up. And then obviously Infinity War's got even more characters in yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be like the introduction to a to a Simpsons episode where they show every single character, right? I mean, in in ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I'm so excited for it. I will go and see it. Um, the ones that the ones that I'm not thrilled with is I did see Doctor or not Doctor. What is it, Doctor Strange? Do- Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I saw Doctor Strange fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep. Also fell asleep during Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was a pretty good movie, but it was pretty slow for the first half. 
yeah, I, I think overall it was a very good movie, especially com- compared to DC's standards yes. <laughs> um, in the last few movies. I mean, they do set a pretty low it, bar, it, don't they? Right. I mean, it's fine because we've had Wonder Woman, and then Justice League is is coming out or is out, and I assume that that's going to drop the bar back down again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm, I'm not. So, give me your pick. I hope I hadn't just said that your pick sucks. No, you haven't. No, no. My pick is is not any of those. Uh, mine is Baby Driver. Oh yeah, excellent movie. Uh, yeah, just just. I mean, Edgar Wright is, is so good at, at kind of. You can kind of tell the detail and and time he's putting into every single scene. Um, and and Baby Driver is just fantastic. Well, his movies are endlessly rewatchable because of all the little references and and just the little stuff that he does that you might have missed the first time around. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I went to see it at the cinema, uh, which is not something I I generally do, um, just because I I prefer to watch movies at mm-hmm. home. But I, I went to see this by myself because I knew I wanted to see it. Um, and then as soon as it was available on, on iTunes, I downloaded it again so that I could rewatch it. Um, it's about an, it's, it's about an boot. iPod collector, you know. Right, exactly. It's basically <laughs> Stephen Hackett. Exactly. That's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> yes um yeah and i've got the blu-ray coming as well so i can watch all of the the director's commentary uh-huh. and all the extras and, and outtakes and stuff like that because it's just such a good movie yeah it was cool to see edgar wright going in a different direction too because it is very different from things like Shaun of the dead or some of the some of his other movies yeah it's kind of amazing to me that he, he's only directed like five movies i know, I know. Um, it's over a pretty long period of time too Oh yeah, I mean obviously you know he does like writing and stuff. So he was he was doing some of the writing for Ant Man, and then that all went downhill. Um, or was he directing? I can't remember. Um, you know he's obviously involved in other stuff as well. But yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy that like this is his only his like fifth or sixth film that he's he's actually directed himself. All right, so why don't we move on to the next category? What do you what do you have next for us, Rob? Yeah, so let's go for games this time. Um, I'll I'll go first this time because you you went first last time. Right. Um, see, there, there's a couple of games that are kind of the obvious choices, um, which possibly might be one of yours. Um, but for me, like my favorite game this year has been Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably poured more time into this game than any game I've ever played. Um, I think I maybe spent seventy or eighty hours. Uh, playing the full story yeah um, which you know is way more than i think they expect you to play but i was kind of just so interested in doing every single side mission and exploring everywhere and stuff like that and i'm sure there's still stuff that i haven't found yet i don't want to cause you to spend money but i i, I don't need much of an excuse to spend money as you, as you well know <laughs> all right i'm not gonna cause i don't want to cause you to spend money but just this morning i got a screen well not a screenshot it was like a photograph of Horizon Zero Dawn running on a PS4 Pro that Federico sent me. Mm-hmm. And he was playing it on his new 4K TV. And oh my God, it looks amazing. Oh yeah, it, it looks fantastic. I, I don't have a 4 I, I don't have a PS4 Pro. Yeah. Uh so I'm not getting 4K, but I do get the HDR stuff. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean it just looks so so good. I, I think at some point, I'm going to have to get a PS4 Pro. Of course you are. That's what um, I'm trying to just, cause. Just, yeah, I, just for my own kind of peace of mind so that I so that I know I've got the best one. <laughs> right. Um, we, we wouldn't want you to be anxious <laughs> about that. Uh, it, it, they've optimized that game for the 
for 4K and HDR, and it's amazing when you see it. Yeah, it, it's it really. I mean, it's. I, I think when I started playing it, I didn't have the 4K TV uh, with HDR, um, and then I switched over to HDR halfway through, and I was just it already looked amazing. Um, and then you add HDR to that, and it looks even better. Yeah, I I don't have 4K HDR or any of that stuff, uh, and it still looks great. I have not played it. Uh, my kids have, and I've watched a little bit, and I like it a lot. It's one of those things that's on my list to do eventually, but uh, right now I'm pretty much solely playing the Switch. Yeah, I I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we were going to end up mentioning the Switch eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot. Of, there's a lot of people who kind of said this. I know Mike Hurley said this a couple of times, but the Switch just kind of draws me to want to buy games for that, even if there are, you know, potentially quote-unquote better versions for say ps4 or xbox one right um just because you've got that portable aspect yep no that makes a big difference and you know the switch i think i talked about this a long time ago on this show is it's like the first game console that that fits okay into the living room of my house you know it's most of the gaming with all the wires and cords and everything that that comes with that is sitting down in the basement of our house where my boys go down to play and i play once in a while but it's nice to actually have the Switch, which is a lot less obtrusive, sitting next to the television upstairs, and we just play once in a while. Uh, I, I, I like that experience a lot. And that's a Switch game is definitely where I'm going with my pick. Um, I don't know which one it is, but I'm gonna, I, I'll, I'll let you go, but I, I, I can probably guess it's going to be one of maybe two games. Uh, yes, it, it's Breath of the Wild. Uh of it's course, Zelda because uh... yeah, it, it's something about that game I find just incredibly relaxing. Uh, I don't, I can, I'll pick that up sometimes in the evening just because I want to just wander around, you know, the environment and 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 see stuff. I don't really feel like I have to go do a mission or defeat a certain enemy or whatever. Or I just want to experiment and walk around, and that that's a lot of fun. And it, it's. It's been um, it's been the game that I've been going back to over and over again ever since it's been released. Yeah, I mean it's it's really it's been an amazing year for for the Switch in general. Um, you know they've sold something like seven million units. Uh, they're they're on course to kind of overtake the Wii U in in the first year. Um, you know there's Zelda, there's Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart Eight, um, Splatoon, yep. Mario Rabbids. You know there, there's a bunch of games and. The amount of indie games on the Switch as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been playing uh, Golf Story mm. this week, which is, um, which which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's like a, it's only like ten pound or something. It's, you know, it's a little uh, kind of indie game, but it's it's really really good. Yeah, um, I know Mike has recommended buying that to me before, and I I haven't yet, and I really should because everyone I know who's tried it really likes it. Yeah, it's. I mean, you just look in the eShop. Um, you know, the amount of indie games in there, and then. And the Switch is just doing so, so well. Yeah. I really like... Which which is kind of nice to see, because Nintendo have not been doing well the, the last few years. Right. Now, from the indie side, I really like Shovel Knight on the Switch. Uh, it's it's basically a version of Shovel Knight that has every single DLC or extra special version that came out on any pla- any other platform rolled into one. So it's really... it's it, Everything's there, and it's just a lot of fun to play on that platform. Um, Mario Odyssey would be a very close second, I think. In terms of my favorite game, uh, you've mentioned a lot of the other good ones. One one that I haven't played yet that I definitely want to download over the holiday season is uh, Rocket League. 
Yes. Because I play... That uh, is... That's a great game, and I played it on PS4, right? And I know you like that game a lot, too, right? Mm. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I've, I've played a fair bit on uh, on PS4. I'm probably not going to buy it uh, for the Switch, okay. just because, you know, I've, I've already got it for the PS4. Um, I, I, I don't think I'd get much value out of having it on the Switch as well. Yeah, it doesn't... It has cross-platform multiplayer, I think, but not with playstation i don't think i think it's only with xbox yeah i'm pretty sure that's the case xbox and um, i mean PC. generally i've not been generally i've not been playing with other people uh you know or, or people that i know anyway yeah. i just kind of jump online and just play whatever um you know I, maybe i'll pick it up if it goes on sale um i think it might even be on sale right now well if, um, but you know that, maybe i'll pick it up at some you point should. that's where i'm gonna that's where i'm gonna defeat you <laughs> you know i mean I, i've seen you up there with your little yoshi uh Avatar. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm there. I do. I do like the switch that it shows you who who of your friends is online. Um, it does. I think it does a better job with that than most things. It's still too hard to kind of find people. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I was talking on Twitter with somebody about this that, or, or I mentioned this, but you know, even the fact that, like, if you've got a 3DS and a Wii U and a Switch, all of those friend lists are, like, separate. Yes. And you kind of have to merge them together, um, you know, and you still have to give people a 16-digit code yep. so that they can add you. Like, you can't add by email address. You don't have usernames. It's it, it it's not ideal. The only, uh, yeah, but... the only reason I have a decent number of people on uh, friends on on the Switch is because of... I guess because of Mitomo on the on iOS, because yeah, I mean that that's how we became friends on the Switch. Yeah, and and I'm sure that at the time when I installed that on iOS, I had to deal with the friend code thing, but that was really hot for I don't know what like a week, and and mm-hmm. I gathered a lot of uh, friend codes from people I know, and ended up and ended up being able to transfer those to the Switch, which was helpful because I don't think otherwise I would really. I mean, it's just there's there's a lot of friction in trying to figure. Even you know, even you and I, who's to talk every two weeks, I I don't know that we would necessarily have have uh, traded friend codes if it because it's just it's just a pain in the butt. Yeah, I mean, I think that the worst thing is is like you know, I, I've had a couple of people this week kind of give me their friend code. You can't do it on the website. You have to do it on the physical on the console. Um, you know, so I'm getting. Somebody DM'd me a cut their switch code, and I'm like, I'm sat there, right? Okay, so I'll add it to my reminders so that it reminds me when I get home that I can pick up the switch and add them. Um, you know, it's Nintendo's online stuff is is pretty bad, but to be fair, like for a lot of the stuff that's missing, you know, we don't have any video apps on on the on the switch other than I think Hulu. Um, but you look at the dashboard of the switch, and it's so much better than the PS4 or the Xbox One. Have you tried Hulu on the switch yet? I haven't tried it. Uh no, we don't have it in the UK. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, Hulu's pretty good. Um, it's one of my main ways to watch television now. I don't, you know, right, we're switching over to Apple TV for a second. The Amazon Prime <laughs> app is awful. Oh, it's so bad. It's just so so bad. And and I wanted it on the Apple TV for so long, and kind of realized that I don't really care that much because. Maybe it's just because it's new still, and I haven't looked much. But there's not a lot there that you can't find on Netflix or Hulu, which I've already got. 
Yeah, I mean, that that's not quite the case in the UK because Netflix is nowhere near as good as the US version. Yeah. Um, so there is a lot more on Prime that I can't get on Netflix. Um, yeah, the app is bad. But to be honest, I'm just glad that there's something there that I can actually just access it from the same box. I don't really care that it's that bad. It's, it's, as terrible as it is, I can live with it. Anyway, talking talking of TV... Yes. Um, t- TV is our next category. All right, all right. I get to start. And I will promise there will not be any tangential rants about web technologies. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make promises you can't keep, John. <laughs> okay. All right. Stranger Things 2. Best, best TV show of the year. I love that show. I... Don't binge watch a lot of TV, but I couldn't help myself. I watched the whole thing in two days. Uh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, uh, me, me and you have the same number one. Um, I I think we possibly picked Stranger Things like series one last year, right? Um, because you know series one was amazing. This season was arguably even better. Um, yeah, I know, think I enjoyed. I, mean, it. I do think I enjoyed it even more. Yeah, I, I I definitely think I did. I mean, Netflix have been have been doing very very well the the last few years. I mean, I think this is something that comes up every time we do this this yearly episode now. Um, you know, just the Netflix original shows of a lot of them are very good, and and Stranger Things I think really is the the peak of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I I guess this, a close second for me would be Mr. Robot, and I haven't gotten fully through the second season, or not the second season. I guess the third season. The current season, I haven't gotten all the way through, but uh, I love that show. I think it's it's really fantastic too. Yeah, it really is good. Um, and I, I guess just to mention my my kind of number two choice is I guess it's not really number two, but I did really really enjoy it. Was uh, American Vandal, which oh, yeah? is Netflix's parody of these kind of you know kind of like making a murderer, like they're kind of parodying themselves. Uh-huh. Um and, and it was just very very well done. Now that's interesting. I'll have to check that out. I haven't I haven't watched that, so uh, I'll definitely put that on my list. So I think I mean the the last category we've got kind of is just miscellaneous. Um, I, I don't think we have any specific categories. I, mean, I think it's fairly obvious from what we've talked about. You know, in the last twenty minutes, that I think the switch is definitely up there for both of us. Yeah, in terms of like hardware and gadgets, that would be <clears throat> that would be right there along with the iPhone ten for me. And yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I've the iPhone ten is kind of a. I recently put a, a case on my iPhone ten, and I think I'm going to get rid of it before Christmas. It, it's because <laughs> it makes it feel. It feels. It makes it feel bulkier thicker and not as special but when you have it with just the glass back and the glass front and the face id it feels like you're using something from the future and it's a feeling that doesn't really go away very quickly i mean it's taken a while for it to just feel like the norm because it's so different than i think we've seen on an iphone in the last several years that it's uh it's it's really set the bar at a at a whole different level, at least for Apple. I mean, I know that there's a lot of stuff in here that has been done before in some way or another, whether it's Face ID or some or you know a buttonless system or that kind of thing. But the integration and the coordination between the different pieces and the software and the hardware is really really brings it together in a way that is unique for for a device. I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. It, it, I mean, I don't have one um, because I, you know, I opted to just go for the eight plus. Um, right. But you know, I, I've had to play around with one a couple of times, and yeah, I mean, it, it's just a very interesting device, like you say. It feels very futuristic because it's kind of such a a big leap from what we've seen from iPhones for the last ten years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get one. I'll get one next year. Um, you know, whether it's whether I get this year's model or I get whatever the new model is next year. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Animoji karaoke seems to have died down quite quickly. <laughs> I think has. people are bored with that now. Yeah, it has. <laughs> it has. It, and I, I use Animoji, but I don't use them. It's not like, I thought maybe I'd use, I think I thought I'd use them more often than I do. I use them a lot when I first got the phone and it's quieted down, but they are kind of fun once in a while. Cool. Um, I don't, th- I mean, unless there was anything else you wanted to mention, I mean, I, you know, for me on my list, it's pretty much just the Switch in the in the kind of miscellaneous category. Yeah, you know, I guess I'll mention just one other thing, which is the SNES Classic Mini, because I have it sitting here. You know, one of the things I did recently is I bought myself a fancy new 4K 27-inch LG monitor for my for my MacBook, and it's mm-hmm. got two HDMI ports and DVI, and so one of the HDMI's is hooked up to the SNES, and I love it. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I, I I did nearly buy one the other day. Uh, Amazon Amazon UK got some in stock, um, and I kind of stopped myself because you know I've emulated these games in the past yeah. and, and you know just kind of played them there. I I couldn't quite justify the money to buy it, um, but you know they're they're very interesting. I'm hoping they do some more. You know maybe a an N64 one in a couple of yep. years um, would be would be really nice. I'd definitely be all over that. Yeah, I, I would love to have the N64. It's I agree with you. You can emulate all these things. What's really, I think that the touch that I like the most about it is that they have three different viewing modes, and one of them emulates a CRT monitor with you know the the scan lines and everything, and and the slight curvature <laughs> at the edge. And it looks it looks really good because you know what? That's what these games were designed for. It was that sort of that sort of technology. So everything's a little fuzzier and softer looking, but. It, it looks great because it, it brings you back to the uh, the classic games even more. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't played it a ton yet, uh, but it's sitting here right on top of my USB preamp for my mic, which is nice because that's that's break time. I get to uh, switch over to the HDMI on my on my display and play a little F Zero or Super Mario. <laughs> cool. Um, I think that's probably it. Yeah, I think so. For this is our end of the year show. We are done for another year. We are. And you know what? We've timed it perfectly because next week is the week between Christmas and New Year's. And we'll be back, I guess, recording on, I want to say, the 3rd of January, which is good. Yeah. Good timing, right? Oh, absolutely. All right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we're show notes will be roommatepodcast.com slash... I have no idea what number this episode is. Neither do I. Uh, just, just go to ruminatepodcast.com. <laughs> yeah, you'll find it. You'll find it. It's it's pretty easy to find. 